Hello everyone, we are back yet again with another episode of Lincoln's Musical Podcast. Welcome back, welcome back. I'm sorry it's been such long breaks between these, however, this week I plan to find a way to drop them all on a certain platform, um, so keep your eyes out for that, um, obviously, but if it's going to be on there, you'll be listening to it, um, <clears throat> but this is already all over the place and so chaotic, but let's kind of go right into it. I believe this is our 10th episode. I can't believe we've made it this far in here. It's been such a treat to dissect and reflect and look back at what I love these musicals for, um, just so y'all who are new listeners here. Uh, Lincoln's Musical Podcast is where I take a Spotify playlist that I have called Musical Till I Die, and I break down the musicals on them, and they're not just theater musicals, they're also movie musicals, and TV show episodes that were musicals, you can bet they are on here, and sometimes I bring guests on to geek out with me, but this is a very, very special episode, ladies and gentlemen, let me assure you why it is... <clears throat> that probably got caught in the sound, but it's okay. That's just my computer being my computer. We're here to talk about Shrek the Musical today. And if you don't know why that's important, because you probably wouldn't unless you know me, that was the first musical that I ever listened to and probably saw at Dallas Summer Musicals. So needless to say... I had been into theater and acting when I was little. I had done Dallas Children's Theater, and I had done many clubs and, and, and camps. But it is fair to say that without this show, I never would have discovered musical theater. I never would have discovered Broadway soundtracks. I wouldn't have discovered Lion King. I wouldn't have discovered Finn of the Opera or West Side Story or so many other gems that would touch my life without this show. This is on my my dream role list. I want to play Donkey on in a revival if they ever revive that show. You best believe I'm auditioning. Daniel Breaker inspired me seeing someone who looked like me as Donkey, but, but I'm getting ahead of myself. This show has a huge impact on me, and that is why I'm excited to geek out about it and break it down. So as you all know, what we do here, I like to give a brief intro on the show. I get to kind of give it a plot summary, and then I talk about how I, I found it, what it has done in my life, what the impact it has left, which I kind of touched on a little bit, but we're going to really go into it then. And finally, last but not least, I will be taking the main cast of characters and dream casting them. And sometimes I'll use the original cast members, sometimes I will not, and... Uh, other times I will sometimes double cast because, well, this is me saying that if I had enough money to go see a show and he's who's who I would like to see play it. And sometimes I might just go see that show twice if I had the money. Unfortunately, I'm flat broke and COVID-19 reigns on and Broadway will be closed till 2020. But we're all about positive vibes here. So let us get into this. So Shrek the Musical, the music was composed by Gene... Uh, I'm probably mispronouncing this, but that's, y'all know how that I do on this channel sometimes. Uh, Janine Tesori. The lyrics are by David Lindsay Abair, as is the book. It was inspired by, you guessed it, the movie Shrek. 
Um, and it actually opened first in Seattle in 2008, but quickly went to Broadway in 2008 as well. Now, I probably saw the 2010 U.S. tour when it came to Dallas Center Musicals. <clears throat> I do not remember the show well. However, the soundtrack I do remember really, really well. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a bit of its history. And I'm going to go ahead and give you guys kind of... Uh, the plot about this show so you guys can kind of get a feel obviously you'll know um it's based on the 2001 dreamworks animation animation film shrek along with elements of the sequels shrek 2 shrek forever after and william stike's 1990 book shrek so i didn't know that this was actually there was a book made about this first so that's pretty amazing and impressing impressing impressive to me can't talk today um but for those of you who don't know what shrek is about although i'm pretty sure if you have the internet you know what shrek is about um shrek is the story of an ogre who alongside a donkey tries to get his swamp back when he is invaded by fairy tale creatures and ends up going upon a quest to find and re rescue this princess who turns out to have, he has a lot more common with than he first expects, and it's a very sweet love story about the inside, the outside not determining the inside, and being who you are. That's kind of what Shrek brings to it. It's a beautiful message, and funny, and unfortunately the movies have kind of been flipped upside down with dirty references, but I mean, what could you expect with a movie with the cast being Mike Myers and Eddie Murphy and Cameron Diaz, and eventually Antonio Banderas on the main cast. What else could you expect? And the animation, uh, a lot of the jokes have been aged well, obviously, but the musical is a whole other beast, as I like to say. I watched them, so yeah, that's kind of a little bit of an intro on it. Um, moving forward, I'm going to kind of talk about my discovery of it. So, Shrek has been had an interesting role in my life. When I first discovered, <clears throat> I, like many people, watched Shrek, for the movie first. And I, interestingly enough, I don't remember the watching, the first time I watched it really, it didn't really inspire me. It, it wasn't those movies that, that just forged a connection with me. I don't know if it's because I was really young. It, it Actually, it probably is because I was so young when I first watched it. I must have been around probably before like around five or six years old i did not remember the show all that well um the movie all that well that is and so but the i obviously i remember hearing all star for the first time from smash mouth that that stuck in the brain um i remember like what one or two launched the first time i watched it but yeah so like i said it didn't inspire me all that much so i was like oh it's a movie it's cool great so then it kind of i kind of sh shrek kind of went out my window for a bit and then my parents said they were going to take me, to take Stanley and I, my brother, to a show of Shrek the Musical. And so I kind of didn't, I, I had a feel, I knew what a musical was. I don't think, I, I'd never seen one. I, I'd never had a Broadway cast CD yet. And so I was just imagining them performing All Star on the stage because I didn't know what the, they were going to go crazy at all these songs. Again, I didn't know what a musical was yet. Um, and that didn't happen. And I, and I hate this, but I'm so little that I don't even remember the show that well. And that drives me bonkers. But the one thing I do remember from that show is easily the end of I'm a Believer. I don't even, I didn't even know what the lyrics were. I could barely grasp what was going on. But I saw how enthusiastic it all was. And I was kind of like, wow, this is fun. I love this. And 
little did my brain, my little young self know that I would want to be a part of this show and be on a stage doing that very same thing years and years and years later. Um, but yeah, in all seriousness, yes. So then I think it must have been around, I want to say, I was in second grade when this happened. So around my birthday that year, I got the present of the CD of the original Broadway cast of Shrek the Musical. And that is when it truly changed my life. Because I had been listening, I think on YouTube I pulled up a few videos on Shrek, but it didn't really hit me how amazing this was until I got the soundtrack. And like many other musicals, this became the soundtrack of our lives. Um, I was jamming out to songs I like Big Bright Beautiful World, I jammed out to Don't Let Me Go, to Freak Flag, to I'm a Believer at the very end. I remember I would literally dance to the songs in my living room, in my dining room. One time my cousins came over and saw me doing that. And eventually I would actually per get uh, the DVD pro shot of Strike the Musical with the original Broadway cast on DVD. I still have it to this day. Um, and I got it for Christmas one year, and so I did that, and that was very cool. Though I think one time I was carrying it around on a walk. I don't know why I had it, but I was just walking around with it. Um, but needless to say, this musical has been in my life for quite some time. It has deserved its place there. Like I said, it's got a beautiful message. Um, but now I'm going to talk about what has fit in my life, and I've kind of done that a couple times now, but... This show, oh my god, um, like I said, I think it's fair to say that this was the first musical I ever really listened to. I think it's kind of like the first time you eat pizza, or the first time you take your first steps. For me, this is a huge, was a huge milestone in my life. This show is a milestone in my life. It was the first time, A, that I had seen, uh... Uh, I had seen something to this scale. It was the second, the first time I realized, oh my god, I can act and sing and dance all in one thing. I want to do this. I straight up remember I performed at my playground at school for recesses, and I'll that's gonna be a thing later on, and not on this episode, obviously. But I remember I performed two years at, at my school township when I was in second and fifth grade. I performed two songs. From there, the sec first year in second grade, very same year I got Shrek. I got all dolled up in green makeup. I got a costume. We even got went to Dalton's Theater and got a log prop, and I performed the first song of the show. And then in my last year at that same elementary school in fifth grade, I sang a cappella all by myself. To I'm a believer. I my parents still had that video. I think it was one of my first real performances. I got everyone hyped and jumping. Um, and I've done many, many more since, but my lord. And also, it's like I said, such a beautiful message. And not to mention, it's got such a wide range of beautiful music. I It has so many powerful songs in there, so many fun-loving songs. And not to mention, it was the first time I saw a, a black man on in, in performing on stage. I mean, I've probably seen many others, but that was the first one that really stuck to hear that that enthusiastic rich performance sound that I like to think that I've adopted and that I pick songs and I know I can have fun with and I've I'm always of the opinion that Broadway should be more diverse that 
we should have more storytellers from all races, shapes, genders, sexualities, and types. I, I, I believe that. I don't take that to my core. Um, but my goodness, I think it's fair to say this show changed my life and set me on a path that is gone years and years and will continue to. And this show will always hold a special place in my heart. Um, I can say that without even a, a, a drop of hesitation. Um, but yeah, I, I know that I'm, I'm kind of getting emotional right now because it really has... I keep saying, well, I mean, but I can't really say well, I mean, because it just... it. This show touched me in my heart. It's it, I have the playbill in my room right now. I could probably pull it down and you wouldn't see it, but I have it and I kind of want to go look at who was in the cast and but my lord it's just so good and it's it's had such a great impact on me um but yeah and I don't I'm gonna be interesting how we dreamcast this but I because I've wanted to play donkey for so long I, I sang that song for an audition and I got into my first college with it I which is interesting. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a senior this year, but I was a ju- first junior. I, I sang that song because that song has such emotional attachment. Not only that it's the first song, one of the first songs I heard from a black actor on Broadway and it's a role I want to play, but because I resonate with Donkey so much. I'm enthused, I'm that enthusiastic friend. I'm that goofy, fun-loving, care, over-caring, not that honestly there's no such thing as over-caring, but caring friend. And, and I don't know. I think, Shrek and Donkey's friendship in the musical is such an enduring um, piece and so beautiful and and I think it's just I, I resonate with Donkey so much um, and that's why if there's ever a revival you best believe I'll be auditioning for it you know what I just might try and make a revival and just so I can play Donkey <laughs> um, but in all seriousness um, yeah, I'm now going to give you all a brief review, as I do. Um, like I say, the mo- if you're looking for to enjoy the musical, don't think it's going to be like the movie. Because it's not. It's it's a whole other beast. It's, it's really good. Like I said, it's got a powerful message in there of the inside does not always determine... The outside does not always determine the inside. Um, and actually, kind of vice versa... If you're looking for a very funny, out loud personality cast, you're definitely going to find that with the Strike musical. If you want to watch the pro shot, it is actually on Netflix. So do yourself a favor. Go check it out if you really want to see what I'm talking about. Um, Because the soundtrack is great. But I think having the live element just completely ups the ante to what I'm talking about. Same with Hamilton. And you know I could talk about the Hamilton pro shot. You know, we just... You know, we're going to have an episode where I just talk about Hamilton, the Hamilton Pro Shot now that's out. I know we've had done an episode on Hamilton, but we're going to talk about the Hamilton Pro Shot because, my lord, my lord. Um, but, yeah, no, no. So, in the but the Pro Shot is great. Um, the original cast is fantastic. You have names like Daniel Breaker, like I just said, the actor who played Donkey. You have Sutton Foster as Princess Fiona. Uh, Brian Darcy James as Shrek. Kills it. Kills it in that role. Um... And then, of course, you also have Christopher Sieber as Lord Farquaad. Ugh, Christopher Sieber, tour de force. Um, but yeah, no, you have... A, and John Tartaglia as Pinocchio. And Freak Flag is kind of my... Nowadays, it's kind of my anthem. I don't... Yes, I was listening, watching The Dishes and I, that song came on. I was like, oh, snap. This song this song 
it, it's got a message, but I also want to just dance around in my kitchen to this. Um, honestly, that that's true for any of the songs, really. They got a nice wide range. There's some R&B in here. You got some traditional Broadway. You got some kind of jazz in there. You got um, some really heartwarming numbers, like Who'd I Be, um, uh, When Words Fail, uh, you got a bunch of songs that are like really, really sweet and, and they just, you know, it's all, it's, it's all great. There's some rock in there with Donkey Pot Pie, um, which is sung by the dragon. Um, and definitely that's, that's a lot of fun to listen to. Um, but yeah, no, I, if you want a good time, if you want some great music, if you want a great cast, if you want some laughs, if you want to be blown away by the power of theater, then definitely listen to the soundtrack and definitely watch the net the pro shot on Netflix. They are not sponsoring me or anything in that regard, but definitely check them out. Um, I I my favorite song. You know what? I think given that this is such an important show in my life, to to decide what is a favorite and least favorite would be doing it an ultimate disservice. So I'm going to not. I'm going to not do that today because I am worth it and this show is important to me, gosh darn it, and I'm not going to try and rate it. Although, maybe when, who knows, maybe in the future I'll do an episode where I rate um, the songs. Maybe we'll come back after we've covered a, a bunch of musicals and we'll just rate what, rate my favorite songs. We'll go back to them and rate my songs like from least favorite to favorite um and do that let me know if you will you all think with that think of that when i post these like would you like to see me actually go after i've done all these musicals or as i'm doing them maybe drop episodes where i just rank my favorite songs like in all the entire soundtrack just rate them my favorite to least favorite um how would y'all feel about that let me know um but yeah that is kind of my review of it so with that being said i think we all know what time it is up in this place if you don't know it's time for the dream casting uh and you know we know we love dream casting up in here and that is basically where i take um i take all of my you know i take my f i take uh the cast I take I I get to play a fun game of, um, ugh, I get to pretend, I get to pretend that I have a lot of money, um, and I imagine what I would do if if I could go see this show live. Who would I cast to go pr watch this thing be? performed i do this as a director i do this as a potential audience member and uh i know i'm gonna before at the outset i'm gonna say i would want to play donkey that's just that's just it i do i really really do um and i also give shout out and love to the director to the to the act pre original actors so you know that's what we're gonna be kind of uh, doing here so without further ado let's get in to the dream cast so our first big leading ogre as it were our wonderful brian darcy james first shout out to him he if you don't know what else he's been in he um oh my gosh he's been in 
I don't know what his works are, his other works are. That's not true. He's been, he was actually the original King George before Jonathan Groff, Groff Sauce took over. Um, he was in that, and I, I watched like a clip of him singing uh, You'll Be Back. Pretty solid. I liked it. And if you want to know what he's going to be in the future, when Steven Spielberg's, I think it's his, West Side Story drops, you will find Brian R.C. James playing, I think, Officer Krupke or the main uh, jerk cop in that. So it'll be interesting to see what he how he does that. And I'm pretty excited. Um, but yeah, but for real, give Brian R.C. James some love. So who are we going to cast as Shrek this go-round? Now, I've been thinking about it. And this is going to be an odd choice, and I'm interested to see what you're going to want, uh, what you're going to want, what you're going to think about this, about my choice. Well, I want Skylar Aston, and let's see if I'm getting that name right uh, as I say that. Let's see. Yeah, I got it right. Skylar Aston. Let's clap my hands. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Skylar Aston. And if you don't know who Skylar Aston is, let me just roll out his resume for you. This man has been in Glee in season six. He was also in Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist more recently, as well as two of the Pitch Perfects. He is also, as uh, Jesse, that's probably what everyone major a majority of people probably know him as. And he is also was in the Hollywood Bowl performance of Into the Woods as the baker. And he worked alongside with Sutton Foster, the amazing individual who was also on this uh, soundtrack. Um who plays Princess Fiona. So, why do I want him in here? Well, A, because he's worked with Sutton Foster before, so you're already set, bro. Um, but also, note, he has this really warm quality to his voice. I think, as a protagonist, he works. I think it would be an interesting role for him to play. I think it would be pretty solid. Um, but yeah, no, I'm going to go ahead and say I want to see Skylar Aston play Shrek. I think that's a pretty cool concept to work with. Uh, moving on to Princess Fiona, uh, let us praise the Lord for Sutton Foster. Um, what has this person not, what has she not been in? She's been in this, she's been in, again, Into the Woods. She played the baker's wife. Um, she's been in Thoroughly Modern Millie. She is, she's going to be in The Music Man with the Hugh Jackman whenever Broadway opens, please. Uh, no knock to you, 2020, but hurry up and get over with already and find a cure and also wear a dang mask. That's your public service announcement for the day. Wear a dang mask. Um, <laughs> uh, but in all reality, Sutton Foster, um, oh my gosh, is an amazing, amazing as Fiona. I, there's, um, her performance in Morning Person in this Netflix Shrek pro shot, my God, J just... I don't care if you watch, don't watch anything else. Go watch, like, skip to the beginning of Act 2 and tell me she is not amazing and talented and great. Um, so it's going to be tough finding someone who can play Princess Fiona and fit Sutton's um, very high shoes, uh, tap shoes. As That's a pro shot joke, and if you want to get it, then go watch it. Um, that's a very tall order. So you're probably thinking, okay, Lincoln, then who could play her? Well, the person who asked that, who just, I made up that question for, I'm going to go with Erica, and I'm about to mess up her last name, Hennison. Um, if you don't know who Erica Hennison is, and I'm 
bashing that name, most last name, most likely no disrespect. Uh, she's amazing. People know her mostly, and I know her from Mean Girls the Musical, who she plays Katie Heron, and my lord, she is great. And I think we brought her up on this podcast before. I don't know what the episode is. Don't try and ask me which one it is. I don't remember. Um, but yeah, no, in all seriousness, she, uh, as Katie is very, very sweet. I think I can very much buy into her playing a Disney princess. In fact, I think if they do a live action Frozen, let's cast her in that. Or, you know, there's actually a Broadway musical of Frozen right now. Uh, cast her in that too, as, as Anna and, and let magic happen on stage. Um, but no, I think as Fiona, I, her voice in Mean Girls gives me the confidence that she could easily nail Princess Fiona. Um, I think that would be really good and a very cool concept to see happen. Now, we arrive to Donkey. And I'm like a protective uh, father when it comes to audition casting this person because this is a role that I want to play. And... I'm going to level with you, you know, I've been planning some of these, I know I used to say I was doing it on the spot, and for the most part, I do, on the spot, but in this instance, I did not, I did not plan in advance, because I genuinely couldn't think of who could do this role justice, and so it's going to be off the top of my head, and I'm going to double cast it, you heard it here first, folks, I'm double casting this, I need to, to be able to play Donkey and to see the magic of what Donkey could be, I need two people. And these two people are, I want one night and I want to go see David Diggs, a.k.a. Lafayette, and of course Thomas Jefferson um, from Hamilton. He is also in Wonder, Mr. Brown. Um, my lord, I think he's playing Sebastian in the live action Little Mermaid. I, I'm so excited for that. Um, but yes, um, he is in, oh my lord, my lord. He's going to be in, um, he, I wanted to play Donkey. I just look at him and Thomas Thomas Jefferson, then we'll listen to Don't Let Me Go and tell me that wouldn't be great. You can't. Um, well, you can, it's just dumb. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think if I was let anyone do it, it would be him. And on my second night of seeing the show, um, I would just love to see Donald Glover. You probably know him as Childish Gambino. I think he could do Donkey really well not only because he's a killer comedian a great writer to try and list his resume would be a disservice but watch me try he was troy barnes in community he was han Solo. he was not han solo he was lando calrissian in han solo he is he's i think the creator of a show named atlanta um my lord and if you listen to his music as childish gambino he's just a fantastic performer and creator and so to see him as donkey um, he's a great singer. I think it would be kind of cool. Um, I don't know. I, I would be impressed. And I think Donkey requires a really strong black performer. And I think if anyone could do it, it would be him. I just feel like it has to be him. I, I can't think of anyone else really right now. Um, except those two actors. Um, and so, and I, uh, I remember what I was going to say now, I think Donald Glover's quickly becoming one of the best performers of our generation. Um, but in all seriousness, if you have a chance, check him out, check the V Diggs out and just check out any, the other people I've mentioned so far, Skylar Aston and Erica Hennison. 
um, give them love as well. Um, of course, we come to Lord Farquaad. Oh, yes, yes. And let's give him again. He's played by Christopher Sieber. Oh, my gosh. Just check him out. He's been in The Prom. He's been in this. I, I cannot for the life of me figure out remember what else he's been in, but he's been so much, so much more. Go give him some love as well. And so the question becomes, who could play Lord Farquaad? Um, you know, there, I, I'm thinking, and as I'm thinking, I want Jeremy Jordan to play Lord Farquaad. Something about seeing him on his knees in a performance with fake teeny legs running around in that ridiculous outfit singing What's Up Duloc in his beautiful voice, like, <coughs> Check him out in Bonnie and Clyde. Check him out in the last five years. Check him out. Um, oh, my Lord. Uh, what else has he been in? Uh, also, just go on. You, you want to know something? You want to know how amazing his voice is? Just go online and look up Jeremy Jordan. Did I say Jesse? I probably did. Uh, Jeremy Jordan in the singing. Um, it's all coming back to me now from Celine Dion. Uh Wipe away any doubts of you have of his amazing prowess and talent. Oh, by the way, he was also in Supergirl for seasons one, two, I think part of three, and then apparently he's coming back for season five. I'm watching that right now, but let's not get into comic book and Supergirl stuff because I could be here for that for hours, and this is long as is. Um, but yeah, I think John he he could do Jer uh, Jeremy Jordan could do a good job of that. Um, and now we move on to, of course. Pinocchio, played by John Tartaglia. Um, I only know him from this, and again, I should probably give him some more credit. He's probably been in a bunch more. No knock. He's just, he's great. Um, as Pinocchio, Freak Flag is my anthem, like I said earlier. And so, <clears throat> I think, mm, like I said, a bunch of these other ones I hadn't really thought about. So, for Pinocchio, uh, I'm going to decide... On, and this is tough because I don't. I think, and, and no one else came to my mind really, so. I'm I'm waiting because I want to see if anyone else pops into my brain before I say this. Um, you know, no one's coming to my brain, so I'm gonna say let's get Ben Platt. Ben Platt should play Pinocchio. Let's have him. Let's make it happen. Uh, because, you know. I, if you don't know, Ben Platt originated the role of Dear Evan Hansen. Pitch Perfect as well. Another, so we got a Pitch Perfect reunion there with Skylar Aston and, and Ben Platt. Um, and uh, I just think that would be so much fun hearing him sing uh, Freak Flag and Story of My Life. He kills it. He's great. Um, if you want to, on Netflix, I've been repping some Netflix stuff today. You really want to see his talent, watch his concert on Netflix. Just get out of here, I, I mean, my lord, he's so great, he's great, and so I think as Pinocchio, he has, I think, the energy to do it really well, um, and it would be really cool, I, I, and I've heard that he wants to get back into the theater, this is his chance, play Pinocchio, Ben, if we ever, if Shrek ever gets revival, fingers crossed on that, um, but yeah, no, I think Ben Platt would kill it as Pinocchio, also, so give love to John Tartaglia and Ben Platt for potential Pinocchio. Um, 
Then we have the dragon. The dragon is actually voiced by three fantastic actresses who also play fairy tale creatures in the show. So, and I think to myself, who would do a good job on her own? And I think you probably know where I'm going with this. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. I want. Queen B, I need Beyonce to voice the dragon. Just imagine her singing Donkey Pot Pie and hearing the powerhouse that is Beyonce singing that. I just, I'll let your imagination do the rest because I think it, I'm sold on that. Um, side note, anyone, I don't need to list Beyonce's credits. Y'all know her. Y'all love her. She's great. And to everyone who says she's overrated, Shut up. <laughs> that's all I gotta say. Stop talking. And, uh, yeah, that's all I really have to say. I think Beyonce's amazing. I think she would do a killer job. Um, before we go on to the last character here, uh, give a shout-out to the three actresses who voiced the dragon, Haven Burton, Amy Garcia, and Rachel Stern. Um, much love to them. I don't know what I was doing right now. <coughs> Excuse me. But that's who I would have play the dragon. Uh, moving forward to Jinji, who's actually puppeted by the person who plays the Sugar Plum Fairy, Haven Burton. Um, for that, I think we need... And this is interesting. I think... I kinda... Mm, we need someone who's not that too big of a star, but someone who could kill it. Uh, we're gonna go with... Hmm, this is interesting, because I haven't... I didn't consider Jinji as part of the characters. I kind of, I kind of think ahead when I think I know who's the main characters, but I didn't think about that here. Um, I'll leave it up to y'all's interpretation. I'm gonna go and and say, Cozy Zuzeldorf could do a good job. Either her or Carrie Butler. I just think their voices have interesting range and they could kill it. If you don't know what Cozy Zuzeldorf is in, um, I think I brought her up a couple of times. She's been in Freaky Friday. Both Dolphin Tail movies. I think she should be on Broadway at some point in her career, and I, I hope that she does get that. If you don't believe me, see the Disney Channel 2015 Freaky Friday. She really carries that well. Um, but yeah, no, I think that would be a good choice. Um, Carrie Butler, same thing. She's been in Mean Girls. Uh, my gosh. Beetlejuice. Catch Me If You Can. A Little Shop of Horrors, the 2003 cast. She's fantastic. She has a great range of voices. Um... But yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, I think that'd be pretty cool too. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's kind of the whole main cast. So we've kind of uh, let me just recap it. Shrek will be played as Skylar Aston, Princess Fiona, Erica Hennison. Probably still pronouncing that wrong. Donkey will be double casted to be played by David Diggs, and of course Donald Glover. We will also be having Lord Farquaad be played by Jeremy Jordan. Pinocchio will be portrayed by Ben Platt. Dragon will be played will be played by Queen Beyonce, and Gingy will be played by either Cozy Zuzeldorf, will double cast it, or Carrie Butler. So. That is kind of our dream cast, and that kind of brings us to the end of this podcast. It's been great uh, geeking out about it, and thank you for joining along. This has been 10 episodes. <sighs> Fingers crossed. We'll, I'm going to probably see if we can get this more regular, more... I feel like we kind of just I take long breaks in between. I kind of feel like we need to be doing this weekly, <clears throat> but I've been really busy. Um, I had ACT, and I've been busy just getting ready. This is my senior year, so it's chaotic, and what well, with everything that's going on. 
Um, it's been crazy. And so, you know, maybe after this week, we'll try and do it weekly. I'm going to be, like I said, updating all, uploading, hopefully all 10 episodes onto Anchor and maybe Spotify. I don't know yet. Um, and we'll see kind of just where we go from here. I don't know what it costs on Spotify, but you know, this has been great. And I think now is the time to really capitalize and keep moving forward with this amazing project. It's been great to just be geeking out about everything. Um, I've really loved it. It's really been uh, fantastic for me. Um, but yeah, no, in all seriousness, that I think kind of wraps it up. Thank you for joining me yet again. But I want to give you an update, a surprise. Hopefully we'll be doing this next week. Um, we'll be talking about Mary Poppins the Musical. That's right. Oh my gosh, Mary Poppins, you all know her, love her, the perfect nanny, Yondu, I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> That's a little Marvel reference, a little Guardians 2, had to get my Marvel in for a day. Um, but yeah, that kind of brings us to the end of this video. Thank you for tuning in as long as you have, and of course, I hope you all continue to join me while I geek out about stuff that I love, and so... That brings us to the end. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been Lincoln's Musical Podcast, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye.